So, Johnny Tudor, I think the first thing people are going to want to know on this podcast, where's the picture behind you? What's going on? Oh, I had to take the picture down because I was doing an audition this morning. Right. And when you do, do these Zoom auditions, they like a plain background. See? They, right. don't, they don't want to be um, anything to, to distract them. Oh. So usually we do it against a dead plain background. So I just took the picture down. I just I just turned the heat in off. It's blinking freezing in the shed. I just touched, sorry. So if there's a bit of background noise at the beginning, that's what it, <laughs> that, that's what it was. Okay. And can you tell us what the audition's about? Or is it, any clues or anything? Is it? Well, it's um. What can you say? It's what sort of part in a thing, a bit like it's a mockumentary. Oh, that's okay. all I can tell. Okay, you it's about. a mockumentary. Okay, lovely, yeah. lovely. The life and times of a tap dancing. Superstar, fabulous, <laughs> fabulous. That's great. Okay, so we were talking. Well, actually, entertainment is. It was your idea this week because, um, in, you know, in the good old days, you could turn on a Saturday or Sunday night, and there'd be a whole variety show. Um, and these days, I'm not sure actually what is on television on on the weekends anymore. Is is there anything well, like no, that around? There's no real light entertainment anymore. The only light entertainment are either quiz shows or their um, talent shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and come dancing. Yeah. You know, strictly. Other than that, I mean, if you think of the old days, I mean, I'm older than you, but I can remember things like the Tom Jones show, yes. the Engelbert Umberdick show, the Dick Emery show, the Shirley Bassey show. They all had shows. Yeah. They'd all have guests, international guests would fly in and do it. And it was great. There was music. There were dancers. And, they, and then they used to do that thing... Um, what was the thing they did on, on Seaside Special they used to do? Yes. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's none There's none anymore, and I don't understand it. First of all, I don't think there's any studios anymore because all those things were studio-based. Mm-hmm. Most things are done outside now. If you do a drama and it's in a house, it's in somebody's proper house, yeah. not in a set. Yes. See, you take the old BBC in Cardiff. They've just pulled down this magnificent studio, yeah. which was up in Llandaff, but I, I recorded loads of stuff. And um, it's gone. Culver House Cross as well. The massive studios, Studios One oh, and Studio Two. Oh, that was fantastic. Two. That was yeah. one of the best in Europe when it opened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so those golden years, because they'd have the star, wouldn't they? Whether it was Cliff or Silla um, yeah. Black or something like that. You know, so take us to a typical variety show. What would be your, your classic variety show? You know, right from the beginning. So the opening, big big applause. Well, you'd have a big opening. You know, the music would be playing. The dancers would come on, do a big routine. Yeah. Then they'd introduce the star who'd come on, he'd talk and he'd do a few like one-liners. Then he'd introduce one of his guests. Then he'd probably go into a medley of songs if he was a comedian. He'd do, do some jokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take more ways. They're still playing it today yeah. and it still gets great viewing. So it shows there is a, a market for it, but they say it's too expensive to do anymore. It, it's probably because if you've got an orchestra, you've got like 10, 12, perhaps 20 musicians, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, they must spend fortunes on drama. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks like you know that. I mean? I mean, it's funny because Strictly has elements, doesn't it? It has, it has the dancing yeah. elements. So you know that people are going to like a big dance because, you know, as well as like in the competition, every goes, "Wow, did you see the opening dance last night in in Strictly?" Right. You know, uh, and then when the you know when the professionals do their thing, everybody's always lovely excited about that. Then they do have yeah. a guest star. Who's, who's yeah. da- and there's a bit of dancing going. But it's it's it is funny how these things. I suppose they go around in. Do they go around in cycles? I'm not sure. Do you think suddenly somebody will say, let's give, I don't know, uh, somebody like, who's the singer from um, Take That? Who's the lead singer in that? Uh, um, uh, 
Oh, Robbie know. Williams. Oh, Robbie Williams. Yes, yeah, so let's give Robbie Williams an entertainment show. Um, yeah, he'd be good at that, wouldn't he? Because he could do he could do the he gags. Would. He's he's no, he's a funny sort of guy. He could do duets yeah, he with people. Introduce a girl singer. They do a duet. Yeah, probably. Dance I mean, it's a bit. nice entertainment, and you know, I don't. I think people would like it. I was listening to um, him on the radio uh, in the afternoon. Uh, right, Steve Wright. Steve Wright. Yeah. And he was saying the same thing. He oh. said, do you remember all the big American shows we used to get? Yeah. We'd have the Andy Williams show. Every Monday night, wasn't it? Hey, where, where yeah. about the cookies? Those are cookies. I don't know about the cookies. Ah, really interesting. And then uh, Goldie Horn, they used to have all the big... And, oh, that was the Rhoda other Martin's, laughing. Rhoda Martin's laughing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, very yeah, yeah. interesting, but stupid. <laughs> no, they were good shows. I mean, and I, I don't know if they went out of style or people just thought, we won't do this anymore. It's too expensive. Mm. I remember once... Reading about um, Lou Grade, right. Lou and Leslie Grade, yeah. they were the big moguls in TV back in the sixties yeah. and seventies. And Lou Grade was originally a performer; he was oh. a dancer. Right. All the brothers, Les and uh, uh, Bernard Delfont, who was his brother, oh. he used to do an act called Delfont and Toco, which was a, an adagio act. So they were proper. What's, an, what's an adagio act? Well, ad- there's always an adagio act in the old days. It was a man and a woman, and they did balletic kind of movements and he would throw her about and uh, if you think of somebody like Julia Prowse the dancer Julia Prowse she used right. to do it right um it's I read it here adage is a performance of partner and acrobalance poses associated movement that involve a pair of performers performed in professional circuses and dance disciplines it, it, it's like an acrobatic dance with two people yeah yeah and um, anyway, going back to Bernard Delphont, he did one. It was called Delphont and Toco. So these people were brought up in show business, as it was in the old days. Mm-hmm. So when Lou Grade would work out the routine for the, the night, he used to do the programs. So right. he said, I would always have a good balance. I'd have a quiz followed yeah. by, say, a music act. And then I'd have a play. And then he said, I'd have um, something. But he said, no, you'll see three plays one after the other, or three quizzes straight up. They don't do a balance. like a, If you're thinking of a show, like a, a theatre show, you have a balance, don't you? Yeah. You have the girls, then you have the girl singer, then you have the boy singer, then you have the comedian, then you have a sketch. So it's, it's variety. I mean, variety lasted so many years. I, I was thinking this week about what uh, Dear Wynne Calvin said. You know, radio filled the theatres and television emptied them. As you say, they, they, right. they originally took those formats and put them onto TV. Maybe yeah. people get tired. But actually, if you don't have it for a while... People actually then suddenly become, um, you know, ready for it again. I think it, you know a lot of this stuff on this on these phones are people doing unusual acts, aren't they? Have you seen quite a lot yeah. of those unusual acts? They're like two or three minutes. You go, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And if you go on YouTube, there's so much stuff, you know, of all the old performers like your Sammy Davis Jr. and all these people, and you know Gene Kelly. They're all on YouTube, and it's such great entertainment. Mm, mm. But I suppose if it is expensive, but they spend fortunes on dramas. They do. I mean, you know. some of these um, some of these quiz shows have got enormous prizes, haven't they? You know, but the thing did, is, I, yeah, did you, did you ever see the one, The Wall? The, yes, I've seen wall, it a couple of times. The Wall with uh, Danny, the wall. Danny Dyer. The wall. Let's Danny have it. Dyer, it yeah, drop that ball, you know. Because <laughs> well, I, I think, and I, you know, don't, don't sue me if I'm wrong, but I think they make it in somewhere like Poland or Czechoslovakia, right? And they make that set. And then they have teams of people coming in from different parts of the world to record their their bunch of programs. So they only only build the set once and all the mechanics and all of that. 
and yeah. and they just yeah they just change the you know change the presenter change the acts they fly them in all the different people and then they do the show and it's it cost effective isn't it cost effective I suppose. that's right no. and you remember my old pal uh, Ted Rogers remember him three two one three two one yeah three two one well <laughs> that was originally Uno dos tres it was a Spanish uh, quiz show right and uh, somebody brought it over and asked Ted to do it he did it for ten years goodness me goodness and he had something like fourteen million viewers or something I mean it was crazy yeah. Um, but see, I don't know what it is. I think there's too many channels for a start. Yeah. And a lot of it's a lot of dross, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was so in, when yeah. we were kids, it was it was two or three channels, and that was it. That was it. Yeah, and we all watched the same programs all together. Now, and it's funny because right. you know, kids these kids these days, Johnny. You know, they, yeah. they they apparently they don't watch television. They they just watch online. You know, they watch the bits and bobs. And I was watching something the other day because BBC Three has come back onto um onto satellite television. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And then they were interviewing these kids, saying, "Do you watch television?" No, I don't watch television. And they saying, "Well, do you watch Gavin and Stacey?" Oh yeah, I watch Gavin and Stacey. And then do you watch this? Well, <laughs> maybe you do watch television. It's not just well, you know just not the streaming services. They buy the DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> and there was there was another interesting chat about television this week. Was um talking about the great family it was michael great i think he's nephew of the the, the big great isn't he I think. he is the son of leslie great leslie great right and there was lou grade was his uncle and bernard delfont was his other, other uncle yes. and i remember when i was signed to london management yes which was their agency right i remember going into um, billy marsh's office who was one of the bosses yeah. Lou sitting in the corner this little ginger headed kid he said, you know Michael? I said, no, I love Michael. It's Michael Grade. <laughs> so he learned from the bottom up. He certainly did. Well, he was saying about yeah. um, Neighbours, because they're going to cancel Neighbours, apparently, on, on Channel 5. Ah, I heard it. Which yeah, means yeah. it might go into jeopardy that, you know, unless somebody somewhere picks it up, then... But he was just saying they were... When they put the, the big schedules together, when they sort of went full-time daytime, um, yeah. he, was, he was looking for a, a cheap soap opera, Right. And he sent out a couple of people to go around, or no, he sent somebody to go around the world and have a look. And the guy came back with two soap operas from Australia. Yeah. Uh, and they, um, they, they were like, I think we'd go for that one. You know, it was just on that sort of whim, somebody go in there, finding it, bringing it back. And they bought it. Apparently it was very, very cheap. But he also said then about scheduling now, maybe this is interesting mm. from, from Lord Lugrade, you know, put the shows together. Yeah. He was just saying he was, his daughter came home and she uh, she got into trouble with school. And he said, well, why are you in trouble? He said, she said, I was watching TV at lunchtime. He said, watching TV at lunchtime? She said, yeah, we, we were watching Neighbours because he wanted to know what the programme was they were watching. <laughs> the kids love Neighbours. The kids uh, And he realised he's putting Neighbours on at the wrong time. He had to put, so ah. he, he moved it to tea time, so he got the, the children's audience. So, yeah, it's all about scheduling, scheduling. see? That's right. Yeah, you got a, the right product at the right time for the right audience. And you know, and, and who wrote all the, the theme music for that was Tony Hatch. Your mate, Tony. <laughs> yeah, he wrote he wrote the, the one for Neighbours. He wrote yeah. the one for Crossroads. Wow. And Crossroads and Neighbours was the same producer. Oh, Jim, <laughs> was it Grundy or something? Like, somebody Grundy? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. No, so I, did, I did some TV in Australia once, I tell you what. It made BBC Wales look like Hollywood. <laughs> there were people coming in, banging doors. There was a dog walking about. They didn't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I did Channel 7. I was it Channel 7, I think. I did get Channel 7, yeah. Because wow. when you flew in to do the gigs in Australia, they always put you on the local chat show, see? Right, right. So I was on Channel 7. So I'm, well, I wonder then. Maybe we uh, maybe we ought to come up with a new format, call it a new format, and and just make a variety show. 
you know, because, yeah. you know, actually, it's funny, I just remembered a variety where we toured with Max Boyce in Australia, who played the Parramatta Rugby League Club, is it? Parramatta. I've been to Parramatta, I did yeah. it. Yeah, massive. It's I mean, all, massive. It's a whole massive place. Yeah. And as you say, I think they were they funded themselves from the gambling in the room next door, you know, from the machines and all that. Oh, what they call the pokey machines, the they call pokies, them. The pokies. The one I'm banded, the pokies, yeah. <laughs> so we, Max is top of the bill, but before Max... You know they got they've got the proper magician. You know the guy with the top hat, and the girl yeah. in, in the fishnet tights, and you know uh, sort of like bathing costume on, and a big yeah. flowery feather. And there's there, there are doves flying everywhere. You know, and they loved it. The crowd loved it. You know, that's right. Yeah. Well, see, they still like. It. Well, I haven't been to Australia for a few years now, but they did like entertainment there. They liked light entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they had Barry Crocker. There was a role called Barry Crocker. who was quite Crocker. big there. Right. And there was another one, well, Barry Humphreys, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a fella, what was the other guy? Oh, he did Crocodile Dundee then, didn't he? What oh, was his name? Oh, goodness me, yeah. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan, right. Now, I first saw him, he was doing an advert for Winfield Cigarettes, right? Well, I was out there. And because he, he was quite a smart-looking bloke, and he had a dress suit on and everything, the dicky bow, and he hadn't opened his mouth, so you don't know what he sounded like. Yeah. So there was this huge orchestra, like a... A big symphony orchestra playing da 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 and he comes down through the middle and he goes, Okay, Boris, take a whiff. And he stops his anyhow, have a Winfield. And it was so irreverent, you know what I mean? But that's what the Aussies are like. They call a spade a shovel, don't they? Yeah. No, and I suppose you know, just thinking back to your early days in the clubs, I mean those were variety nights, weren't they? You know, as you say, you were a concert party where everybody did a bit of everything. Yeah, there was a there was a girl singer, there was a tenor singer, and there was a, a comedian. Mm. We had a puppet act. There was a mime act. Wow! Did I ever tell you about die 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 the mime act? No. He was from Port Albert. Right. Die Dush, they called him because he used to be on the knocker collecting the money with Richard Burton when they were both <laughs> selling insurance. Die Dush. Die Dush. <laughs> and uh, he had these records. He used to, he used to buy them to uh, cocktails for two and things like that, right? And somebody said, "Hey." Your records are a bit scratched, die. You want to get a tape recorder? He said, All right. So he taped the records. <laughs> so he still had the cracks in them. <laughs> oh, oh die dush. We, we, we ought to do a whole podcast about nicknames, should we? My my brother oh, yeah. my brother found a medal the other day uh, from mm. 18 something, rather. It was, a, it was a cycling medal, a 36 mile cycling medal, first, first right. prize. And uh, he said, is, is, you know, is that, um, does it ring any bells with you, mum or grandma, they say? I said, I I seem to remember the name was Yanto Fulpelt. Oh, Yanto Fulpelt, I've heard that. And then she, 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 they asked my mum, who was in the care home, and she said, oh, yeah, it's Uncle Evan. And we used to call him Yanto Fulpelt. So there we are. Because so uh, he, could, he could run. He could, <laughs> yeah, but he, well, he was a cyclist, so he could he could cycle oh, yes. Fulpelt. Oh, he could cycle yeah. Fulpelt, but there we I are. I think my grandfather used to say Yanto Fulpelt. I've heard that. Maybe. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? You know what? It's amazing, isn't it? It's like... Um, we had a woman when we all had the pub in my state. We had a, a cleaner called Blodwin. Right. And her nickname was Blood Sicker Than Water. <laughs> 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 and then the blood wonder cinema was called The Abominable Showman. <laughs> right, next week then, then. Next week we do, we'll do nicknames, shall we? I'll give you a week to rehearse. To, to yeah, who's phoning me? I don't know. Is that your phone or my phone? I think it's you. On. Hold on. Let's see, it could be the big I'm, one. See if it's a big one. No, answer it. Go on. It might be the big one. No, Who is it's it? It's probably my daughter. Do you want? Oh, yeah. 
Bıdık. Hello. Hello. Kırdan da pusu şarar. Oh, it's the Irishman. Can I call you back? I'm on a podcast. You only want to tell me how much you beat the life out of us in rugby. I know you. <laughs> no, I'm still here. I'll bring you back. Okay. Ta-da. Right, well, you can, well, you can be, can be That's a bloke called Martin McGranahan, who I met in Austri- uh, South Africa right. when I used to do the, the tours, you know. Yeah. And his wife's Welsh. Right. And she was head of the Welsh Society in Johannesburg. Oh, wow. So when I got that, I got in touch with her, and she was fantastic to me, you know. Yeah. She used to look after me like a baby. And all the Welsh would come and see the shows and stuff like that. And he's always kept in touch, but he's Irish. Right, so you're going to oh, gloat so, after he, the rugby, is he? Oh, yeah, he's a big rugby player. Yeah. Well, we're, we're a soccer nation or a bowling nation. Oh. We're not rugby. That's it. Brilliant. What were, we, what were we talking about? Next, next week, nicknames. Next week, nicknames. Oh, yeah. next names. So we got loads of them. Yeah. Click we'll, your neck. We'll do that. I'll give, yeah. you, I'll give you a week to prepare in that case. Oh, right, then. I got loads. I got loads. <laughs> All right. Well, look, have, have a good afternoon and uh, we'll uh, we'll have a chat next week. So it's, uh, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from us. Bye.